0: This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 112. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I I we won't stop.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host... He
0: prefers the Disney Channel over Nickelodeon, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast podcast. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is session number 112 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I am so thankful you're here. And in case you're wondering what that song was, I beatboxed at the beginning of the show. It was the Bad Boy remix of a a song called Only You by a group named 112, Uh, one of my favorite R&B bands from the 90s. Brings back a lot of great memories, a lot of memories of me standing on one corner of the gym during a dance and uh, the girls standing on the other side. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Now before we get to today's episode, I do have something very special to share with you. This is something that my team and I have been working on for the last few months, and actually I've spent a few thousand dollars to create this and make this happen. A brand new Smart Passive Income mobile application is now available for you to help make your life easier when it comes to consuming Smart Passive Income content. This includes a Smart Passive Income podcast, the Smart Passive Income blog content, and also my other podcast, Ask all in one convenient spot what you could do is you can go in there and see all the content you could filter through it all only get what you want you can get notified when new content comes out there's a podcast player there that's really really cool that allows you to speed through the shows if you want and um, it's just it's just great everybody who's downloaded it so far since the launch earlier this week is loving it four or five thousand people have already checked it out and i know that you're going to love it so head on over to smartpassiveincome.com app you could. You should probably stop this episode right now and go to iTunes and look for Smart Passive Income or go to smartpassiveincome.com slash app, download it, and then resume this episode and and see what it's like and tell me what you think. I know you're going to love it. Currently, as of today, I'm recording this in June 2012, it is only available... For the iPhone. Now, don't worry, Android users. I made the mistake last time of not building an application for you. And uh, that was a huge mistake because there's probably more of you. But an Android version is coming your way. But currently, it's only available on iTunes. Um, and just if you're listening to this in the future, just go to the same link, smartpassiveincome.com slash app. If the Android version is available, you'll go to a landing page that has uh, both options there for you. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash app. I know you're going to love it. Now let's move on to today's featured content. I have a great interview with a guy who has an amazing story. Who, uh, his name is Matt Donley, and he runs a site at mastersketchup.com. And uh, I really resonate with the story because I actually used SketchUp myself quite a bit when I was still working in architecture. SketchUp, you'll hear Matt explain, is a, a software that allows you to create 3D models and stuff, and then you could print them or you can turn them into different renderings for photorealistic uh, images and all these cool things well Matt created this site on a side he had a he had a nine to five gig before but then February 4th of this year he sent me an email that said Pat I'm about to let go so he was giving me this information about his business that was doing really well on the side and he told me he was going to let go and quit his job which was awesome I was so happy for him and then a week later actually just a few days later he sent me another email that said this oh crap I'm so terrified right now. My boss is really disappointed. I feel like I'm giving up on the team. I was expecting to feel so much happier right now, but I just feel awful. I hope it gets better from here. I wish I had someone to talk to who actually understands what I'm doing. Everyone is acting like I'm completely irresponsible or don't know what I'm doing. They don't understand that I've been planning for this outcome for two years. That's crazy because, you know, he, he's been working so hard. He's been doing great with his side job. And then all of a sudden he feels like he's sort of ditching his other employees. But really, he took control finally. And then he sent me an email a month later that said, Pat, unemployment is great. Things are going well. And he showed me some numbers that were just staggering about how his business was doing. And what I love most about this story, like many of the other stories and interviews I have here on the show, uh, this is another case another example of somebody who's building a business by providing value to somebody in a way that's different than just hey here's how to build a business or here's how to build a blog or here's how to be an entrepreneur this is somebody outside of that space who is generating an income online by sharing information that he or she has learned that uh, is useful for somebody you know very very similar to my story of getting started online sharing information to help people pass the lead exam well matt's helping people understand how to use this software which a lot of people are using and it's growing um, and he's even getting recognition from the from the from the parent company which is awesome so let's just dive right into it here's matt donnelly from mastersketchup.com matt donnelly what's up welcome to the show how are you
1: Pat, this is absolutely incredible. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. I've been a long time listener. Um, really, I consider myself like a student of yours, you know, because I've just been following you for so long and and applied so much of what you have taught and I've applied it. And, you know, because of that, I've gained success with my website so so, thank you for having me on the show. This is awesome. I'm really excited to uh, to share my story.
0: Oh, this is this is gonna be fantastic. I was just looking in my email archive actually when I was trying to um, figure out what your Skype address was or your Skype yeah. username, and I saw that we've been talking for quite a while since April 2012. We've had some conversations via email together, and yeah. you know, I, I was looking back at some of those emails. I mean, you've progressed so much. Um, I mean, you've you've gone full time with this now, and I and let's just let's just go right into your story. How did you, or what what were you doing before what you're before what you do now? Like, how did you get started with all of this?
1: So, I've kind of always been interested in the make money online. You know, just some somehow I knew. You know, I had to figure out how to make money online. I've always been interested in uh, web design and that sort of stuff. I mean, even when I was in like middle school, I learned HTML like back in the late nineties, you know? Mm. And, um, so I had always kind of messed around with web design, um, throughout high school. Um, I actually became a carpenter, you know, so it was like completely different from making money online. I, I, I never did like web design as a service or anything. It was always like a hobby of mine. And in high school, I started to learn how to program just because I, you know, I was so interested in computers and online stuff and I, I tried to build a couple of different, um, you know, custom-built like web apps, really. And you know, th- I built those up, and and they just turned into these big monsters. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even get to launch them; they were just so like <laughs> out of control. I had to just drop them, you know. So I've, I've. This is really like my third, like, really big attempt to um, to make money online. And but yeah, my background is really in construction. I was a carpenter doing roofing, siding, interior, exterior, like, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, and I, I never went to college. I, I went to I went for about two months and dropped out. Um, I started my own business doing carpentry um, for a while. So I kind of always had that entrepreneur kind of uh, within me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until A couple years ago when I I wish I could remember what you know how I discovered smart passive income Um, but I I do remember that I saw I read an article on your site one once and then a few weeks later I somehow stumbled across your site again and I had remembered that I had read an article earlier and I said oh man yeah I remember this and and then from there I just kind of started becoming a regular follower you know Mm
0: -hmm. but at that time you were still a carpenter
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been um, I was doing carpentry up until about three or four years ago, and uh, where I switched over to more of a um, project management position with a commercial cabinet company. So we would install cabinets and stuff in schools and laboratories and hospitals, um, and I was working. Um, you know, in an office and I would get to go to job sites and stuff um, here and there, but mostly it was like an office job. Mm-hmm. And I would get to use this program SketchUp, um, which for those who don't know, SketchUp is a 3D modeling program. So um, 3D modeling is like, you know, creating an object on your computer, but you can like spin it around, you know, and actually uh, interact with it as if it's like a real three-dimensional object. And, um, you know, the big thing nowadays is like 3D printing. So like, you know, if you want to make, if you want to print something out on a 3D printer, you would model it um, in a 3D modeling program first, like SketchUp, and then bring it out to a, a 3D printer. But um, yeah, so I was using SketchUp here and there. And, um, you know, I guess the thing that really kind of triggered me to... Start, you know, a website about SketchUp was, you know, when I when I found your site and really I really connected with what you were doing, and I thought, you know, if I could only emulate uh, emulate this in a different niche, you know, I knew I could, I knew I could make it work. I knew I could do it, and I want I needed to find you know, what's my unfair advantage? And I know you you wrote an article about this um last year on, you know, unfair advantage. And I said, okay, what is the one thing that I could create a website about that I know I could absolutely just just knock it out of the park and and just be the best at it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I just figured SketchUp is the thing that I'm gonna do. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a decision of like, okay, this is how I can make the most money, or, or, um, you know, what's what's the best market to get into. This was like, kind of the happy medium between uh, knowing like what I what I could do the best at, and you know, I knew that there was somewhat of a market there um, for me to earn an income, um, and then and then I just went with it. I think actually the thing that kicked me off was you did a um, like a reader challenge where you you know you challenge your readers to interview someone and i there was a big construction convention coming up in my area i live in uh Rhode Island and there was a convention coming and there were going to be like these kind of like superstar um carpenters who kind of travel the country you know in that niche everyone knows who these guys are and i said you know what i'm going to i'm going to go and interview these guys and i and i just went to the convention and i had I had like a a letter prepared, you know, for to explain about my website and everything, and I just went went for it, and I and I went up to the guy after he did a presentation, and, and I said, "Yeah, I'm Matt, and I'm, I'm launching a website today on SketchUp, and you know, I'd love to interview you." And he said, "Sure." I was <laughs> like, "Oh, okay, nice. cool." So, um, so yeah, that's how I launched the site. So
0: was that Gary Katz?
1: Yeah, that was Gary Katz. Right. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at my email. The very first email was from you about that reader challenge, and it seemed like just you needed something. I mean, I, th- I felt like, I feel like it, it was always in you. You just needed somebody to tell you to go and do it. And that was yeah. your first step. And sort of what what happened after there? Like, what was that interview like? And then where? Do, how did you take that and build your site around it?
1: So, I mean, the, you know, like probably everyone else who's listening to this episode, like not much happened, you know, like I launched my website and for about, Three or four months, nothing really happened. You know, I really didn't get a lot of traction. Um, were you producing articles? Or were you creating videos at that time? I was doing a little bit of both. So most of my content strategy... Um, well, nowadays, I tend to try to create... Um, like, all of my... Most of my content are tutorials. So they're actual step-by-step instructions on how to do something in SketchUp. Mm-hmm. And... What my what I try to do is create a video and a written tutorial and launch those at the same time. Um, so it's but you know it takes a it takes a lot of time to to put the stuff together because I'm doing screenshots and um, annotating the screenshots and stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. doing the videos takes a lot of time because you have to plan it ahead of time. You have to actually model what you're what you're going to teach and stuff like that. So um, but that's been my strategy, and I think part of um, part of you know what ha- I think got me to gain traction was just having the mindset of what I want my site to look like when I'm successful, and then just acting like I'm already su- succeeding. you know like acting like I already have thousands of people coming to my site. you know if you do that from the start and you treat your website like it's already, um, you know, getting all that traffic, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's really going to show when people do show up to your site, they're going to see the level of quality that, you know, that you're producing and, you know, it's just going to grow from there.
0: Right. I love, I love that tip because a lot, I see a lot of people who start new sites and their first post is a very timid sounding post like, Hey guys, like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm sort of just doing this because I feel like it might. And you know, what kind of impression is that giving to a first-time visitor? You want to be confident in what it is that you're producing and the content that you're pumping out there right from the get-go. And I love that that is the mindset you had. And I also love that you said that nothing happened at first and it took you time. Yeah. Was there a few or maybe even just one specific moment when things just started to, to sort of blow up for you and, and, and explode? I mean, in a good way?
1: Well, actually, I want to tell you a story about my first comment on my on my site, you know, just talking about like getting started and stuff. Sure. You know, everyone you always get those spam comments, you know, coming into your to your site and, you know, you feel kind of you feel down when you realize that, you know, you think it's an (laughs) actual person and then you realize it's just like a spam bot. But my first real person who ever commented on my site was like the absolute worst person I've ever come across and it scared me half to death. It was a comment so so SketchUp used to be owned by Google and I so the thing that's um Somewhat risky with what I'm doing is like the trademark term SketchUp is in my domain name, yeah. and I know Pat, you've had that trouble with with Green Exam Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this, in the lead, yeah. it was in the lead before, and and you had trouble with the the trademark. So I definitely was taking a risk by having that there, and so I got this this comment from this guy, and he was like. I don't know who you think you are putting that trademark in your domain. You know, I work really closely with Google. And if I were you, I would take that down straight away unless you want a nice big lawsuit on your hand. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I am in so much trouble right now.
0: Uh (laughs) uh, We've had email conversations in the past about this specific
1: uh, issue. But I so I ended up I ended up, uh, you know, you get obsessed over those things and you I, I just Googled the guy's name and it, you know, I found some other comment from some that he left on some other site that was just totally off the wall. And, and then I started to think, okay, he's just, he's just a little bit crazy. So, you know, the moral of the story is don't, don't let stuff like that really bring you down. Just focus on, you know, putting out the best, the best content and, um, you know, in the quality, you know, just set your mark as to set your bar as to what you want your quality to be at and then just and then just go from there.
0: Sure, I mean that's great advice. But I want to ask you. I mean, it is a risk to have a trademark in your domain name. I know this from experience. Like we just like we just said, was there something you did to be comfortable eventually with having SketchUp in your domain name?
1: You know, eventually as I grew, um, one of the big things that started happening for me was SketchUp started you know noticing me. The you know the actual company SketchUp started noticing what I was doing and, you know, their social media, um, department, you know, started seeing what I was doing and they started sharing my, my tutorials and stuff like that. And, um, you know, once, once I got to a certain point, you know, I had conversations with, with them and, uh, there was never any real like, uh, legal statement saying, yes, you have permission to do this, but, you know, we just, we have, um, sort of a loose relationship where it's, it, They're kind of okay with me using it, um, you know, because they see that I'm definitely helping out their their program and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's still a risk. You know, it's definitely a risk. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend people putting trademarks in their names. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely a risk that that I took
0: right i mean i think the big lesson here is that you were able to contact this company or actually eventually talk to them they knew who you were they were you they knew you were using it and it was okay with them um the scary thing is at any time they could switch up if they maybe change ceo or go on some legal string where they target everybody which has happened which is what happened to me but still it's important that you talk to them and you sort of knew and had this understanding there's a lot of companies out there that will be okay with it and i think you know i don't. I mean, there's mixed feelings in my head about this because when I had a cease and desist letter in my mailbox from the United States Green Building Council for using lead in my domain name, it just didn't make any sense to me because like you, I was providing a ton of value to everybody. I was actually helping people take the test. I was making people feel more comfortable to take the test, which means that they would actually end up making more money because some people didn't want to take it because it was so hard. Um, But you know, they were, that was just, and that's what they wanted to do. And so I had to deal with that. But anyway, moving on, I mean, you, you've got Master SketchUp and you started to produce more content. And how are you doing now? Give us some, give us some numbers as far as, you know, how well the site is doing.
1: So, you know, for the first like year and a half, um, my site primarily, I would make money with AdSense and that's, that's how I started out. I started making money with AdSense and, you know, the big, I, I was actually obsessive over it. You know, like I started, like that was, I think actually part of like what, what really helped motivate me, you, you know, is like getting that f- that dollar a day, you know, like that first goal, set your goal at a dollar mm-hmm. a day. And once you get there, then you set, you know, set a higher goal, a hundred dollars a month, you know? And um, in, in doing that really just helped me have a goal and keep moving forward, um, because it was really important for me to build up a brand and an audience before I attempted to create my own product. And recently, I um, I wrote a book, and I I was actually <laughs> I actually got approached by several publishers um, to write a book about SketchUp. And if that's not a sign that you should be writing a book, I don't know what is. So I, I was kind of kicking myself for not doing this sooner. Um, but so I wrote a book. I decided to self-publish. And um, just because as far as, you know, you just make more money by by self-publishing. And I was able to reach more people around the world um, by having a digital. It's It's purely digital, too. I don't have a printed copy. So I launched the book at the end of January. And... Within the first three days, I had over thirteen thousand dollars in sales, Nice. and yeah, so it was it was definitely it was a huge success. You know, I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, and now I'm averaging about two hundred and sixty dollars a day, um, so it's it's been really awesome. So wow. I was able to uh, quit my job and use this as, you know, This I, I, I look at this as like just the beginning, you know. So I'm using this just as like a launching pad to allow me to be home full time and, and focus on this. Um, I'm working on a video course next that's going to be probably launched next month. That's yeah, great. so it's it's been really exciting. <laughs> that's awesome,
0: Matt. Well, congratulations to you uh, with that. And I want to talk about you know, how long until you launched that book since you started? So what? how many years was that until you started so it to was, monetize that way?
1: It was, uh, it was about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half before I launched my product. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent four months writing the book. So it's a 280-page book. I wrote it as if it was a real, you know, printed, professionally published book, you know, because I wanted it to look that way. Um, so, you know, I spent my time and all of this was while I had a full-time job, you know, so I did all this after I got home from work and, you know, and on weekends and stuff. And I, I'd write this book all while trying to keep the site going and stuff like that. So.
0: That's really cool. How did you promote this book when you came out with it? Did you just put banners up on your site? I mean, that's what I did because I didn't know better. I, built an audience and it's really funny that you mentioned a year and a half because that's how long it took for me to monetize green exam academy it's about the same amount of time that i took to really get going with smart passive income in terms of earning an affiliate income and right. i've seen over and over again this sort of year and a half to two year mark being the real moment when somebody can start to begin to generate a good amount of income from their particular audience that they've built over that time now, it's going to be different of course uh, but uh, across different niches and, and uh, um, you know on a case by case basis but generally speaking that's about how much time I feel it should take before you start really providing your own products um, down the road now there's other people who start with the product and then they build the audience around that Caleb logic from DIY video guy uh, DIY video guide actually both of those URLs work for him um, he started with the product and used his existing network and the people he knew, including myself, to help launch that. And now he's starting to build his audience. So there's different ways to go about it, but I'm curious to hear how you introduced your book to this audience that you've built over time. And you know, the big question is, okay, how you, you're giving stuff away for free for so long, and then all of a sudden you start to charge for something. Um, you know, How did you launch and what was the reaction like?
1: So the biggest, the most important thing about what I did is I'm not an expert at SketchUp. And there would have been no way for me and I'm a nobody, you know, I'm just I'm just a regular guy, you know, like nobody knows who I am two years ago. So if I were to create a product and try to sell it and promote it, it it never would have worked by building an authority site like like I did. um, I'm essentially proving to the world that. I have that I know what I'm talking about, and that you know, I'm building credibility with other leaders in the niche. So, I'm not the only website out there that, that teaches people how to use SketchUp. There, there's, there are about two or three really strong authority sites out there that I slowly and gradually earn the respect from, so that when I finally did launch a product. They were happy to become affiliates, so mm-hmm. that that's another thing I haven't mentioned. But I I have you know an affiliate program with my book um, where I share fifty percent of the profit with with um, you know with some key select affiliates. I only have like five or six affiliates, but they account for about forty percent of the sales of, of the books, um, that I've, that I've made. So by building that and doing all the free content up front and, and, you know, getting the attention of SketchUp and having them share my stuff, I become the expert by doing this. I, I wasn't the expert first and then taught all this. I became the expert by creating this. Um, I mean, you don't need to be an expert to, in any particular niche to do this. What you do need to know is you need to know, how to learn, So you need to know how to break things down in a way that you can teach it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually coming from an advantage by not being the expert because when I like when I write a tutorial, I even do this today, I don't know every little single thing about you know how to use a certain tool in Sketchup. I actually do a lot of research as I'm writing the tutorial like most people do. You know, when they write an article, you're doing research and stuff. You don't just know this off the top of your head. But the thing that's great is because I'm not already an expert at it, it gives me the ability to approach it as if I don't know anything about it. And every time I come up with a question, I write it down. And so by by recording that process of what questions do you ask when you're trying to learn something new – they become invaluable because that is exactly what, you know, hundreds or thousands of other people are going through that same process. They have those same exact questions. If you're an expert already, sometimes it's hard for you to see things from that perspective and to be able to, you know, break it down simple enough or or to miss, you know, just one or two key things that really makes it click with people. I've had so many people email me who have said, you know, thank you so much, Matt, for, t- for, for everything you do on SketchUp. And, you know, I tried SketchUp before and I gave it up. But once I found your site, I gave it a second shot and it clicked for me. And that, you know, that means so much to me, but it, you know, it just shows like by approaching it from that angle, um, you know, you can provide so much more value. Now, specifically talking about, um, how I launched the book, I learned a lot, um, you know, from you and from, uh, Derek Halpern from social triggers, um, on how to launch a product, uh, Yaro Staric. He was another one that I, that I took some, some tips from, but basically I spent about, um, the last two months of writing the book, I started, uh, a separate email list. And so I already had an email list that I, that I created from when I launched my, my website. And so a lot of those people got onto the new list, specifically about the book. And I came up with an autoresponder that would, um, you know, send out an email to, to new subscribers. I think it was like once a week or something. And I would ask some questions about how they use SketchUp. And I would ask them, you know, I'd ask them for feedback. You know, what do you want to see in this book? Um, send me examples of things that you do in AutoCAD that you'd like to do in SketchUp. And so people would email me files, you know, and it would, and it would not only provide me great feedback on things that, you know, I should tweak and, and, and include in my book, but it also made them feel like they were a part of my book, like I was writing the book for them. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that really helped a lot. And, um, you know, towards the end, like towards the launch, uh, I launched with a webinar, So I did a lot of promoting, uh, about the, you know, with, with the webinar. And I said that there was going to be a promotion for people who attended the webinar and stuff like that. I had my affiliates get involved and they gave them, I gave them banners to promote the webinar and stuff like that. And yeah, the webinar launched and the first, the first three days were, you know, the best, the best days that I, that I've had, you know, the, it, mm-hmm. it was a it was a really successful launch. You so. said 13k in those three days. Yeah, and was yeah. that
0: th- like three days of consecutive webinars, or did you just have one webinar to launch, and then you had sort of a three day process? It was to just
1: buy? it was just a one day, uh, it was a one day webinar um, that I used. I used Google Hangouts to do the webinar, and the thing that was really cool. I, the reason why I liked using um, the I used Hangouts on Air, which I know you just did an article about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason why I like that so much is you can embed the video right on a website. So what I did is I literally had my sales page, which is SketchUpToLayout.com. That's that's where I sell my book. I had that um, originally when I set that up. It was like a landing page where I'd capture an email. And then um, a few days before the uh, the webinar... I had like a placeholder that showed, you know, what looked like a video screen and it said, come back right here on January 30th for the webinar. Mm-hmm. And so when I was promoting this whole thing on social media and all my emails, I said, you know, go to SketchUpToLayout.com on January 30th, blah, blah, blah. So that whole time I'm promoting my sales page, which actually served as my webinar page as well. So when I when I did the actual webinar, I had to, you know, there was a little bit of technical stuff you had to do where I went in there and pasted in the video um, so the webinar could be viewed right from the sales page. But at the end of the webinar, I literally just said, you know, okay, to purchase the book, you just scroll down and I walked them through the whole process on how to, you know, how to buy the book and stuff like that. So I think, you know, I think that was um, really cool to be able to do that, but then also, all of the promoting that I had done in the previous week or couple weeks all had that link there too. So people who were coming there after the fact were still. I weren't. I wasn't losing those um, those people. They were landing on my on my sales page.
0: Very smart. I mean, you did a much better job than I did. When I released my book on GreenExamAcademy.com, I didn't know anything about launch processes. I just had it up there. I mean, I think the coolest thing I did was I was able to figure out, because I tried to do everything myself in the beginning, how to place a button at the end of every post. So I went in the back and just went into the post.php file. And I oh, had, a, yeah. had a button there and I thought that was super slick, but <laughs> that was like the extent of my launch process. And, you know, I got trickles of sales and I started to understand more about promoting and then I started to finally build my email list, which I didn't even do that when I first started. So I made a lot of mistakes, but I love what you said. You, I mean, I want, I want to cover a few things you said. First of all, in the way you teach and and that you can still teach stuff that you don't know as long as you do the proper research and understand what it's like to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is also just starting out. And I think that's, that's like you said, there's a little bit of an issue. If you, if you are an expert at something and you're trying to teach, it's really difficult to know what it's like to not know that content. And so it's hard to know exactly what you need to say or what you need to teach or the steps that you need to provide. And that's where there's a book called uh, Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. And in there, there's a whole section about this thing called the curse of knowledge. It's when you know something and you can't unknow it. And so I think if you are if you're in that case, you're an expert and you are teaching stuff, the best thing to do is to sit down and talk and actually converse with people who are just beginning to understand exactly what those questions are. But like you, Matt, with me in Green Exam Academy and even Smart Passive Income still today, you know, I'm trying stuff, I'm learning as I go, and I'm just putting it out there. As if I'm just brand new, just like in this whole food trucker niche that I just started with security guard training, I had an advantage because I didn't know anything about where to start. So I made calls and I talked to people to figure out exactly what I needed to do because I was pretending or not pretending, but I was as if I was somebody who was brand new to the site and I wanted to know that information. Right. And and so I really loved what you said there. Um, And also, you know... What you said about the launch process and how you got people onto an email list and started to build buzz, you started to create sort of a list of ambassadors there, which, you know, when you can get people involved like you did, and I did that when I launched my book, Let Go as well, it it worked tremendously and while you're also providing content and providing value at the same time and getting people involved uh you're building buzz for your book and so of course you had people on your webinar and of course people bought it and of course you made it really easy to do that using google hangouts on air and just having people scroll down that page that's really really smart um i also want to talk about you know i'm on your site mastersketchup.com right now and on the right hand sidebar i see a picture of you and uh, is that you like your wife there? Yeah,
1: my wife's behind me. Yeah, I mean, I
0: love seeing that. I mean, this is a, a this is a website about a pro a web application that helps you create 3D objects, and here you are putting yourself your face here for people to see who is actually behind this website, and I'm on the about page now. And, um, you know, it just starts by saying why I love SketchUp. And you introduce yourself, Matt, here. And you just talk very friendly. And you see a picture of your smiling face. And, um, you know, I could scroll down and see you interacting with people who have left comments. I mean, that you could see that, there's a, that, that Matt is behind the site. And a lot of people... When I tell them about Greetings Sam Academy, they're like, oh, well, that sounds very professional. Um, you know, why would you put your face on it? Well, it's because like you do, you're able to make a real connection with people. Tell me about some of uh, your audience members. Like how has it been as far as developing a relationship with them in terms of, you know, actually, you know, being a business that teaches SketchUp versus being Matt?
1: You know, it's 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 funny um, that you bring it up. I I've had one person, and in, in the past two years that I've done this, who emailed me and was like super offended about that image. You know, like I don't know who that girl is behind you, but this is unprofessional. And and but you know that aside, I think it's been a, a big part of of the success. Um, and you know i'm sure you can identify that i emulated that off of what you do on your site you know i really connected with that that you were a real person you know and you're you're actually giving real advice from your personal experiences and um so i made a conscious decision to do that and um you know one of the things i love the most uh by doing this sort of online business cuz you know there's so many different ways you can make money online um, one of the most rewarding things is to get an email from someone who just is totally enamored that, you know, you would do this and and offer all this advice and stuff. And, and it's like something like SketchUp, like I never would expect, I never expected um to get like those emails from people. I got an email from someone who was, was retired and he, he, you could tell he was like really depressed and And he used to be an architect and he found my site and like learned how to draw in SketchUp. And it's like his hobby. He does it every day now. And (laughs) yeah, it's like I never would have expected to get something like that from someone, you know. And and so, you know, you get emails like that. and It just really, really makes you feel um, like you're doing something special, even if it's something like SketchUp. You know, it's it's not. You know, you you can touch people in in your own way. Um, you know, however minor it may be, it's still it's still great to to know that you're affecting people all over the world. You know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And 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 you are. I mean, I'm here on your page, and I see three point six or three thousand six hundred Facebook likes. Um, I see a Twitter account with over a thousand followers, and this is the big one here. I see a, a wonderful. YouTube channel, a YouTube presence, and you know, I see some videos that have nearly two hundred thousand views. I see some videos of just your face, and um, you know, all these SketchUp tutorials. Actually, where do you get the ideas to create these tutorials? Obviously, that's a big component of how you're driving traffic and creating authority for your audience. How, where are you, are you just? How do you understand? How do you know what to create next?
1: Um, that's a good question. I. You know, sometimes, like I sometimes I'll create lists of different ideas, you know, and I'll just kind of keep the a list. I use Trello to kind of organize my thoughts. It's like um, it's like a free um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like a free service where you can kind of do like task uh, management and organizing. Yes. Um, yes, So I use that. So I have like a, a a list where I've got different ideas, but I think for the most part, honestly. I just get inspired, you know, and I'll get I'll just have like one idea in my head and I'll you know, maybe I'll come up with like a creative way to teach um like I, I was in Boy Scouts growing up and um you know, actually even before that I was in Cub Scouts and we would do these Pinewood Derby races where you you know you make a car, like a little wooden car and you mm-hmm. race it. And I thought that would be a clever way to to um to describe the way components work in SketchUp because they used they use mirrored uh, symmetry, you know so like if you model like half the car you can just mirror it and it'll be the same thing on the other side of the car mm-hmm. so you know sometimes i'll just come up with like these little creative ideas and and uh, and do it but i guess I guess in the in the past when I first started, I did a lot of keyword research and followed all of those kind of common ways to 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 find uh, just to to have better SEO So so the search engines would find you better. But honestly, the best thing I ever did was to stop obsessing over trying to rank for my keyword. Because my keyword when I first started was SketchUp Tutorials. That was was like the keyword I wanted to just dominate. Mm -hmm. And the minute I realized that it accounted for less than 1% of my traffic – Um, like today, even today, it honestly, I think I checked it the other day. It was like 0.86% of my traffic comes from the term SketchUp tutorials. And, you know, I rank for so many other, I mean, you just get to a point where if, you know, if you're building an authority site, you're going to rank on so many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, but like YouTube specifically, um, you know, a lot of people, I don't really see too many people talking about making money on YouTube it's actually i find it to be like if you're going to be using adsense as a way to make money um i actually found find YouTube to be pretty interesting because if you think about it YouTube is a search engine right so imagine if you know you do a google search and before you could click on the page to go to a website you had to watch an ad like that would be absurd right mm-hmm. but on YouTube that's totally like the norm. People Everyone expects, you know, you, you search for a video or something and you click on it and you know, it doesn't happen every time, but you know, you watch a bit, vi- you watch an ad before you get to watch the video or it'll be like an ad below. Um, so like YouTube is, it's totally kind of conditioned to, for people to expect these advertisements. And I've got like my most popular video makes over a hundred dollars a month. And like that, some people will build niche sites with a goal to make that much money mm-hmm. you know so you know just by you kind of have a lot of different avenues when you're building an authority site where you can you know you have different ways of making money and the majority like my top i have some notes here so six of my videos earn over 20 dollars a month and then like my top one earns about 100 so i make about 300 dollars a month through AdSense on on uh, YouTube alone, and then I also have like my AdSense stuff on my on my website as well.
0: That's great. I love that. I mean, because it's you know there anyway, and it's providing value, and you're able to make a little bit more money. A lot of people start out that way, and they start small on the side, and then that's they're also using YouTube to build an audience at the same time, getting people into an email list, and then starting to create their own products from there. So they kind of take it step by step. And so, thank you for sharing. Those numbers, um, you know, Matt. As we close up here, I want to talk about two things. One, I want to talk about sort of what, what are some of your biggest struggles right now in terms of trying to grow your business and get more traffic to your site and, and generate more customers and business. Uh, what, what's what are some of the top maybe one or two things that that you're really struggling with right now?
1: Um, I would say my biggest challenge is especially now that I'm doing this full time. Like before when I was working full time, I kind of had all day in the back of my head to kind of plan out like what I was going to do that night. And now that I have, so, so what I'm getting at is I was more focused, you know, when I was working full time, I was actually more focused and I think probably more productive because I was thinking about this one thing that I wanted to do that night. And when I got home, I, I did it. But now like, it's so scary to think that everything is on my shoulders. Like I'm the boss, I'm, the one who needs to make the decisions as to what I should write, when I should write, what I should be focusing my efforts on. So you know, it's really easy to get overwhelmed with that. Um, so I think the biggest thing um, for me was to just try to break things down into smaller chunks, um, and to have and to try to separate my time into two specific categories. So I would set time aside that I would for for planning where I would only be planning, I wouldn't be taking action. And then the other side of it would be, you know, following my plan and taking action. A lot of times I find, um, you know, when I'm not really focused, I'll be, you know, writing an email, and then I will be distracted by something on Facebook. And then Mm. I'll go and check my stats for something. And then I'll start writing a post. And um, so I find if I kind of take a break, step back a little bit, and plan out specific things that need to get done, prioritize them, and then just say, okay, this is the one thing I'm working on right now. Um, I find myself to be a lot more productive that way. So I I think that's really my biggest challenge.
0: And then on the flip side, what is working really well for you right now? What's one thing that is just, seems to be, you know, giving you 80% of the results with 20% of the work?
1: I would say, honestly, is my YouTube videos. Um... I think I sort of have an advantage in the sense that it's it's easier for me like it makes more sense for me to do videos, you know, because I'm doing tutorials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I find that I get a you know a lot of traffic from YouTube and they they tend to rank um a lot easier um and a lot faster than than you know some of my written content. Um so I you know I think there's not a lot of there's not as much information on like you know how to create YouTube videos and cuz there is definitely a technical challenge behind it but um you know I think that's something that could be applied to every niche and and really kind of ramp up your your traffic coming in
0: I think so too I mean this reminds me of episode 101 with uh Ken Kelly who is a magician most of his traffic and his audience is now viewing his stuff on YouTube, and uh, I feel like I am not using YouTube as much as I should. And so you'll see later this year, actually, for those of you listening, um, some more videos coming out, and I'm trying to figure out a way to make it more regular you know, as far as right. maybe a kind, kind of a segment, you you have your tutorials that are very specific for the different things that you do. Um, a lot of people who are successful with videos like Ken, um, he, he does magic tricks every time for me and sort of all over the place. And that's probably why I haven't created videos. So my plan from this point forward is to sort of create a plan. My plan is to create a plan for <laughs> the videos I'm going to create and have some sort of I don't want to say a show, but more like a segment or a particular type of thing, sort of like Ask Pat. Because Ask yeah. Pat is really easy because I just get the questions coming in and I have a particular role is to answer those questions. So it's not going to be a Q&A type thing, but it, it might be some regular segment that people can look forward to, something that forces me to produce content uh, more regularly on YouTube because it is totally untapped for me right now, and I have about thirty thousand subscribers, and I'm not—I haven't created a video in three four months, right? Um, so I really appreciate you saying that, and I think people out there, you know, that might be a light bulb for you, YouTube, and um, you know, Caleb is a good resource for how to create those videos, and I'll put some links in the show notes as well. Um, Matt, we could talk for hours about this because it's just—I'm so incredibly excited to talk to you um not just because you're a student and you're you're doing really really well um and not just because uh you know I have actually used sketchup myself so I'm really I'm actually going to check out some of your tutorials after this and just <laughs> seeing some of your videos brings back a lot of great memories actually we used to um build r- specific rooms that we are creating like I, I worked on a hotel in in Vegas and I had to build the inside of that room, and then what we did is we connected it with V-Ray to yeah. create some really realistic, photo, photorealistic um, shots of those things. So we would build out the room, we'd spec out all the furniture and the the walls and all that, and then we would apply material to it to, to the different things in the room. And we have to coordinate with the interior designer to get all that figured out and have to scan them in. I mean, it was ridiculous, but then, you know, it would just take forever. But anyway. It's, I'm just so happy to, 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 to see how successful you've been. Thank you so much for all the wisdom and the tips and strategies you've shared. I think it's really cool to see and to sort of follow your journey in the short 45 minutes we've been talking. Um, if people want to you know, talk to you more, where, where, where should they go or where, where should they do that?
1: Um, probably the best thing is to just uh, leave a comment on the, the session page um, and you know, I'll, be, I'll be on there um, you know, to answer any questions anybody has. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So head on over to the show notes and we could talk more there. Uh, For those of you who have questions, Matt's going to be there checking it out, checking them out. Um, And um, yeah, thank you for that, Matt. And, you know, best of luck to you. And I can't wait to see where you and your business is headed in the near future. Well, thanks a lot, Pat. All right. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Matt Donnelly from mastersketchup.com. Matt, I know you're listening to this just from all of us here at Smart Passive Income, just thank you so much for sharing your story and being an awesome student. I love hearing the success stories from people who have taken the content that we share here on the podcast and just put it into action. Matt, you're definitely an action taker and I'd love to hear you and the action that you've taken for those of you listening right now. Um, just if you have a story to share, any way that I've helped you send me an email, pat at smartpassiveincome.com. Uh, Jessica, my lovely assistant, will make sure I get a hold of any of those. And uh, I might potentially contact you in the future for a future podcast episode. Now, of course, if you'd like to show notes or if you'd like to leave a comment for Matt, um, just like he said, leave a comment right here on this post. Just go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 112. That's, again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 112. 112, and that'll take you to the show notes where you can also get all the links and then everything that was mentioned here in the show conveniently right there for you and also leave a comment. And just, you know, if you want, just say thanks to Matt right there on the comment section. Um, so that'll be awesome. Also, as a reminder, get the Smart Passive Income app if you haven't already. Reviews are very, very helpful on iTunes for anything that uh, involves, you know, the podcast or that application. So again, to get that application, go to smartpassiveincome.com app. And lastly, I want to do something a little fun here, something I haven't done on the podcast before, but I think everybody's going to enjoy it. This is inspired by Michael Stelsner over at socialmediaexaminer.com. He did this on a podcast, and it kind of blew me away, and I got really jealous. So I wanted to do it here as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, after you're done with this episode, when convenient, head on over to the show notes, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 112. Snap a photo of yourself in the location where you are listening to this. If you're in the car, obviously don't take a photo while you're in the car, maybe after you're done or, you know, whatever, uh, wherever is convenient for you. I just want to see you. I want to see a selfie of you listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast. Um, what this will do is it'll just allow us to all see each other because, you know, I talk to you all the time and I don't get to see your awesome faces. I'd love to see your face. So embed. Your image that you take, you could do this on your smartphone. You can take an image and then plop it in there later. Um, but you can actually upload an image into the comment system that we have on the blog. Again, go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session one one two to hand over, head on over to the post to the show notes for this episode. Plop your picture in there. Just say hi. I want to see where you're listening to this podcast and, uh, you know, what your environment is like. And I'm going to select one random person who uploads their picture to uh, have a 30-minute Skype call with me. I did this giveaway a couple months ago, and I just had a Skype call with somebody a couple weeks ago who had won that particular contest, and it was awesome. I love that, and I want to do more of that. So I'm going to do that again. Upload your picture into the comments section. Uh, share a little bit about where you are and what your environment is like when you're listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast. And uh, I'm going to pick somebody a week after this episode goes live to have a 30-minute Skype call with. You'll see it announced in the in the show notes after uh, that week is over. Um, and even after the week, I'd love to see you anyway. So just I'd love to see you. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see your pictures. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you so much. And uh, here's to you and all of your success. Thanks. Peace.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.
0: Hey guys, I'm back with Matt and we were just talking after I, uh, shut down the recording about um, how he's using some uh, a tip that he learned through one of the podcasts that I had. Um, so Matt, why don't you talk about that and how you applied it really quick?
1: Yeah, so um, I... You know, listening to your podcast is like a huge thing for me. I listen to it every day on my way to work and the way home. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, episode 84 with Derek Halpern talked about the bonus sandwich. And it was absolutely key for me in my success when I launched my book. So my book is available for $39. And that's just the digital PDF of the book. And you get a couple of bonuses and sample project sample files. And then I have a $67 package, which includes a ton of different templates and materials and all these bonuses. And then I have a $99 package, which is actually includes everything below plus a video pre-order. So this is, you know, they're buying something that doesn't even exist yet. And to my surprise, like my average sale is $67. So Mm -hmm like the average person is buying the middle package and there's a ton of people buying the $99 package as well. So it was, it wasn't that much more work for me to like add these extra bonuses and stuff. I mean, you, you are definitely, um, you know, doing yourself a disservice by only offering one option because people, you know, people have different ways of making decisions on how they buy things. And by offering, you know, a few different packages, um, you can really maximize the value that you're bringing to your customer and the money that you get to make as well.
0: Totally, perfect. Thank you. Because I remember when I created my uh, sort of second tier product, it was an audio book that went along with my ebook at GreenExamAcademy.com. And that thing sold like crazy, and then it it wasn't very difficult to create. It only took a couple of weeks, and I actually paid someone to help create that for me after I figured out I couldn't do it on my own. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I it it nearly doubled my income at that point. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. And um, everybody out there, have a wonderful day. (laughs)